Welcome to the Clear River View podcast. My name is Andy Harmer and thank you for listening to our podcast dedicated to all things river cruise and it is our first podcast of 2024. So thank you for listening too. And our first guest was an unusual guest for our River View podcast and that's because the person I'm chatting to isn't from or doesn't work in the river cruise segment. It is Tim Haynes. He is closely linked to the work of the Institute of Travel and Tourism and I caught up with Tim because he is a first-time river cruiser. Let's see what he has to say. Tim, thank you very much indeed for making time to talk to us today. We much appreciate it. Um, I know you, Tim, through ITT conferences where you do a brilliant job of moderating, but you've, you've had such an interesting career. Why don't, why don't you tell us a little bit about it? Well, it's been um, varied um, and, and entirely unplanned. Um, <laughs> I started life as an academic, quite respectable, really. Um, I used to teach American and British politics at Oxford University. Uh, and then a combination of poverty and ego uh, <laughs> drove me into journalism. Um, I went to the Times newspaper where I was an assistant editor. I was responsible for the editorials of the newspaper, the anonymous wow. leader column. Um, uh, I wrote a column on politics on Mondays and towards the end, I used to edit the newspaper quite a lot on Sundays from Mondays, partly yeah. because editors hate working on a Sunday themselves, <laughs> but mostly because I was deemed sufficiently proficient at understanding football to oversee the game, which in those days was the big Monday supplement to right. the main newspaper, yeah. as well as dealing with the sort of home affairs and business and foreign affairs and all the rest of it at the front of the newspaper. Right. And that's how, by accident, I first got to meet Travel. Ah. So in Travel, I, as again, as I say, I know you from ITT, but you you kind of work across the industry anyway, don't you? Yeah, I mean, the start point was that um, a very short notice, as in 48 hours notice, I had to replace the then editor at the time speaking at an ITT conference oh, wow. in 2003 wow. in Malta. Um, and I went along as a speaker and I found it to be a thoroughly enjoyable experience. And the people I found particularly engaging, not least because this was the only group of humanity which appeared to drink more than journalists did. <laughs> and this was such a revelation. Yeah. I thought I must hang on to this community like all else fails and have done so for 20 years and had many, many uh, educating as well as ent entertaining conversations and revelations um, yeah. as a consequence. Yeah, good stuff. And you're still doing that, the job of moderating today and, and still loving, hopefully still loving the travel industry. I spoke to you before we uh, started recording the podcast and I said, you're the first person to be on this podcast who hasn't actually worked for a river cruise operator. So I suppose we should explain why, why you're here. Um, and that's because of your choice of holiday recently. So we'll get on to that in a second. But what would be your normal choice of a holiday? Are you a, are you a beach person or a city person? Or, or what do you like to get up to? I suppose I'm, I'm not that unusual in that if a, for a longer break, I do tend to gravitate towards the sea. Not yeah. necessarily to do the beach beach, but I like the sea. Yeah. And I like watching the sea. Um, if it's a shorter period of time, then I like to explore cities. Yeah. Um, what I'm not particularly good at is sort of beautiful rolling countryside um, right. anywhere uh, on the, anywhere on the planet. Um, that may be personally a lack of taste on my behalf, but also one of practicality. Um, 
I've never had a driving license. Uh, I was wow. appalling when I attempted to drive at the age of 17. I was so bad. I made Mr. Bean look like Lewis Hamilton. I was just <laughs> atrocious at it. Yeah. And so a degree of practicality kicks in to what you think about these things. You have to think, well, what can I do that doesn't either oblige me to drive because I can't or my long-suffering wife to drive because he won't be very pleased? Yeah. So that's what you used to get up to. And then last year, you took the plunge, as it were, and you took your first river cruise. So before you went on said river cruise, what did, what were your you know what were your thoughts about it? What did you think that a river cruise would be like? I was genuinely uncertain because, um, as you know, in, in England, um, we don't really have wide enough rivers yeah. to have the sort of equivalent river cruises that you get in the continent. We we, we obviously have a big narrow boating tradition, and we have yachting and we've and sea cruising all the rest of it. But but sort of river cruising in the in the sense that um you know, a rose surprised me. It, it's it's just isn't really there uh, yeah. in the UK. So I had nothing really to work off. So um I guess I assumed the clientele would be on balance older than me. Uh, right. Although I'm nearly, I'm nearly sixty now, um, and that probably wasn't fair actually. Um, but other than that, uh, I was a bit of a blank sheet. It's unusual when you go on holiday to yeah. not to manage any kind of prejudice <laughs> in advance. <laughs> so so where did where did you go? What was the what was the itinerary you chose and ended up taking? We started in Lyon, which is part of the appeal to be honest, because uh, although I've travelled quite widely in France, I've never been to Lyon, and oh, it's. Okay. A, France's second largest city, and uh, well, that Marseille disputes it, um, and very much a gastronomical capital. Yeah. Um, and so that alone was kind of worth it. And so we basically went kind of upwards from Lyon, then turned around, went back through Lyon, almost all the way down to the coastline around Arles, and then went back up again to Lyon. Now, if that sounds a bit dull and repetitious, they organized it as such that um, parts, the parts of the journey you didn't see one way because it was nighttime. You right. did see the other way because it was daytime. So in effect, it felt like a continuous stream rather yeah. than going up and down. But having Leon as the pivot, if you were, starting, ending, and in the middle, was for somebody in particular like me who who who, who likes cities and, but, yeah. and who likes who likes good food. Let's be honest about it. <laughs> um, uh, that was actually in many ways that was the hook. I thought this was a for, for a river cruise virgin. This was the soft way in because you know. Um, if I decided if I decided I didn't like rivers for some bizarre reason, there was quite a lot of Leon to throw in. <laughs> you could always uh, yeah, you could always console yourself with by spending a lot of time in Leon, which is a beautiful city, as you say. Um, so you arrive at the ship. So from your perspective, what was the ship like? Did it did it kind of meet your expectations? Although you may not have had any expectations at all. Was it was it a surprise or was it? A, you know, tell us tell us more about the ship. I was pleasantly surprised that there was more than room to swing a cat um, yeah. in the room, and that it was actually perfectly easy to settle in um, for that yeah. period of time. Um, there was obviously a sort of sense of excitement because most people arrived more or less similar sort of time. Yeah, um, and we were just starting from, let's say, the middle of Lyon. Um, uh, it was a, it was curious in that um, it was um, it was late July when we started, but the, the first couple of hours were torrential rain, which oh. was atypical that part. So having charged up to the main deck, you know, going great Friday, then sort of charged back down again. <laughs> uh, but um, but that was the only rain we saw. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, 
it was exactly what you would hope of the south of france except that because you're traveling on a cruise boat there is that generates more breeze than you would and you want a bit of breeze when it's 35 40 degrees you know? yeah quite so it was actually quite helpful to have a sort of gentle fan in the background yeah you you mentioned the other guests on board. You seem to suggest that actually they weren't all what you may have thought they were. So so was it a real mix of guests on board? It was. I mean, well, it, well, um, it wasn't. In one sense, it wasn't a real mix. And that particular cruise was um, uh, quite some um, German in terms of um, who okay. came well. But uh, but like most Germans, they spoke kind of in, you know, pe- impeccable English. So that, yeah. that that was no sense of barrier and. All the announcements of everything to do with the cruise was in in English as well as German. I suppose what um, was a pleasant surprise, um, there were quite a few people who obviously take sport quite seriously, and they would get off at various stops with their bicycles and really quite quite impressive looking sports kits and sort of whiz up and meet you at the next stop. Which I sort of hadn't really appreciated that there was a sporting angle uh, uh, to a yeah. cruise. Ball. And it was also quite striking the number of families. Um, there, um, even some in some cases, extended families, grandparents, parents, older children, um, all of whom seem to find their own particular pitch and appeal for right. the event. So that right. they'd meet for meals, but you didn't get the sense that they were handcuffed to each other. Yeah, um, they'd either you know, some some would go on shore and some wouldn't. Um, some would hang around in the sort of bar area uh, and watch. Where a watching is quite fun, but being able to play cards or play games or the rest of it. But, but there was quite I hadn't really anticipated a sort of um a sort of vertical dimension by age as well as sort of horizontal. Yeah, no, that's interesting. Yeah, and actually, some cruise lines, some river cruise operators are better for that than others, but they all do seem to attract this kind of mix, I guess, of ages and makeup of, of the party. Um, in terms of the places that you visited, were you? Were you out and about and exploring them all and and trying to discover a part of France that maybe you hadn't discovered before? Pretty much so. Although although lunch was probably the pivot. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, I think all of Arles Avignon um, that, that way. Um, you know, they they are absolutely charming, charming places, yeah. and they are not crushingly busy. I mean, my my dates were July 29th to August five. So that is. Which is peak, prime time. Peak season. Yeah. Prime, yeah, that is prime time in, in that. But um, but they were not crushingly busy. They were saying you, you could get in and look at churches and get in and walk around squares without sort of feeling as if you were kind of you know sort of had to have American football gear on. Yeah. Um, so so that was and that was really nice. And you didn't need to, you didn't particularly need to pre-book meals. I mean, if you saw a restaurant you quite liked, it was probably quite not quite a smart idea to say, can I have a table in an hour's time? But right. you didn't need to engage in sort of World War Two style planning yeah. um, in to, to organize yourself. Yeah. And that's quite pleasant, really, because um, although I quite enjoy organizing things, um, you know, micromanagement has its... Yeah. <laughs> maybe not on oh, holiday. On holiday, maybe not. Yeah. And what, what, what aspect of the river cruise was the most surprising for you? Um, how therapeutic it was. The switching off involved in just allowing your eyes to do the river. And uh, even though people might think, well, isn't a river a river? No, with every bend, something's different, yeah. uh, particularly in that part of France. Um, because uh, although the rivers are obviously wide enough to deal with these sorts of boats, they're not so wise that you can, it's not like going down the Bosphorus or something where you can't, you can barely see the other side. Um, 
So you've got a sense of both sides. You get a sense of it. So um, I was really struck by how almost medicinal that you'd um, uh, you'd send somebody away for you know, weeks of recuperation and they come back kind of fully charged and more relaxed. It, it is amazing. And actually, I, I get the same sense when I go onto a river cruise. But well, as soon as you walk on board, you almost instantly relax and you can spend your time up on deck, relaxing a deck chair, watching the world go by, or you can be out on, as you say, bicycles or walking around. So so did you do a complete mix of organized activities and relaxing on the top deck? And, and Yeah, very much so. I mean, I mean, uh, uh, there, were, there were plenty of formal excursions that we could have chosen to go on. We, on the whole, um, chose just to arrive somewhere, walk, explore. Yeah. Rest of. That, that was partly because it was our first River Boots Explosive experience. I think if, if I did if I did think similar again this summer, which I would hope to do, I think I would be, be more um, open-minded to excursions and also more of a sense of who my fellow audience might be. Um, and that, that makes you a bit more kind of relaxed about um, you know, these, these sorts of things. But no, I, I mean, you know, when the boat stopped, I started. Um, and, that, <laughs> uh, yeah. and when the boat started, I stopped. And yeah, well, like... and, and and everyone needs a nap when you're on holiday, yeah. particularly in that heat, because it sounds like it's quite warm for some of it. Um, I guess the, the million-dollar question is, would you take a second river cruise? Or indeed, are, are you even planning to take a second river cruise? Oh, uh, we are definitely um, in, in dialogue, um, <laughs> uh, uh, let's say. Uh, yes, I would, unambiguously. I, I mean, partly, I think it's actually very good value for money. Yeah. Um, you know, ours was an all-inclusive event, so they probably made a loss on me. But anyway, uh, <laughs> the uh, as in the alcohol, um, yeah. um, uh, I, I, and I think I would go into it knowing more. And insofar as I wanted to plan, I wouldn't plan with a big P, but with a small P, have a better sense of what to plan better, better sense of the sort of rhythm of a trip, rhythm of the day, um, and, and how you might sort of um, you know, best attune yourself to it. Yeah. And any ideas where that would be? Have you even got as far as looking at certain rivers or have you, are you not that well? No, I, I, I think we'd like to do Germany, but perhaps more than Moselle than the Rhine. Um, okay. Slightly kind of more boutique yeah. um, German river cruise, I, I think. I mean, I've got nothing against the Rhine, but I mean, the Rhine Danube is in many ways the biggest yeah. depth. The, you know, biggest theatre for um, for rivers in, in in Europe. So I'd like to build up that gently. If you have, <laughs> just as doing the south of France was in its own way um, slightly off beam compared yeah. with them. Uh, other, it's probably not the most prominent French river cruise. Um, right. I think some of the finer wine parts of Germany would be worth exploring. And there's plenty of those. Um, we sh- we should say, by the way, you sailed with A Rosa. So did you enjoy did, you, you, did you enjoy the A Rosa product and uh, the way that's set up? And, um, and I'm sure Lucia will be listening. By the way, I'm just going to put that, that there. And, and and that alone, uh, but uh, no, I mean I have I have rarely been on anything so well organised. Yeah. Um, the opportunity for me to screw things up was very limited. In <laughs> the enormous. The enormous joy of my wife, who is more than capable, who wouldn't let me navigate and wouldn't let me do these things. It was um, it was seamless. Perfect. Well, listen, Tim, we wish you well in your river cruise holiday career, as uh, and uh, maybe you can check back in with us when you've you've done your second one. But thanks for making time, and I'm glad you had a great holiday. Thank you very much indeed for talking, Andy. Cheers. And that's just about all we have time for. A big thank you to Tim, my special guest on our first podcast of 2024. And indeed, thank you for listening. You can catch up with previous podcasts and get a whole load of information, resources and learning about River Cruise via the clear website at cruising.org. 
Thank you for listening. We'll see you soon.